0: Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, July the 7th and this is episode number 155. I'm your host Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother Jeff. Hey Jeff, how are things going? Living the dream, Rod. That's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we've had a little bit of stuff uh, going on this week which is which is kind of cool because we're in the off season. I'm here to help us sort it out is, is Andy mansion, um, find Andy at, and I'm going to say this and then Andy, you can explain this thing because I'm looking at your Twitter handle. And to me, it's kind of, kind of sounds like a, like a recipe for a, a drink or something at Catalna manch MXR mixer. So, That's um, great. I'll let you go on with that, but Andy's a legendary beer drinker. So we're very happy to have him on the show tonight um thanks for being with us andy thank you so much for having me it's an honor
1: to be here and uh you only get so many letters when you're creating your twitter profile so that is shortened up to be catalina manch mixer which of course is the play of my last name okay gotcha excellent i'm a big Step Brothers fan
0: you know awesome <laughs> so um so Hold i wasn't i wasn't too far off with the drink mix the, the uh, drink recipe though was i no, they're very good. Maybe it was, anyways. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we'll get we'll get into uh, to your story in just a little bit, Andy, and uh, of course a lot of Browns talk. But first, we're gonna talk about some beer and uh, or drinks, whatever you happen to bring along. Um, you're the guest, so um, so why don't we start just by. Uh, Letting you tell me what what you're uh, what you're drinking right now.
1: Right now, let's crack open a Four Giants IPA, which is pretty awesome from Founders. Mm. I um, usually would be drinking like Coors Light or something, but I uh, had to step up my game for this for this program. So, all right, um, went and found a good IPA.
0: All right, so you're just opening this, so we've got just to get open. your thoughts on it um, once you've had a little taste of it or is this a beer you've had before
1: I've had this before it's pretty awesome nice and I just put the daughter to bed so perfect timing to crack open a beer
0: excellent excellent so is that one of your favorite IPAs
1: you know I like pretty much all IPAs Um, love trying new IPAs it's one of the biggest disappointments with COVID my wife takes COVID very seriously so we've been pretty much (laughs) shuttered uh for about two years now and uh love going to restaurants and just trying new ipas out and unfortunately that just hasn't been happening lately
0: yeah well yeah i hope uh hope you get the chance soon um you know or before too long um you never know with covid i mean it's uh been very cyclical you know just when you think it's looking better it kind of has a little comeback so
1: my wife is promising that we're sending the daughter to, to preschool so once she goes to preschool there we are out
0: all right nice nice well um jeff who is probably not drinking anything tonight kind of got me started on ipas just because he that's all he kept talking about on the podcast so <laughs> you know and i really didn't like him at first but i i've kind of worked into him through drinking new england ipas and that so am I'm, I'm definitely a fan now so but um that that's not what I'm drinking tonight. I'm drinking a am uh, drinking a Crooked Handle Roadside, which is a peanut butter porter. And I just I just had a taste for a peanut butter porter because I had one last Friday. Or actually I had two last Friday, but um this is a good peanut butter porter and there, there's a crooked handle uh, what about ten miles away from us that we go to every once in a while. So um
1: I gotta definitely say...
0: I definitely I've good
1: ever had a bad porter every porter is just delicious I think it's a rule
0: they're good I, I like the peanut butter ones too I, you know I can't I was talking about this with somebody I can't remember who but um you know I I was kind of against the whole fruit and beer thing way back when and you know, now they've come out with so many flavors, and that I've I've tried a lot of different things, and I'm still at heart really a purist in that I like beer, just just beer. But I do gravitate toward the peanut butter ones, and the and when I'm into IPAs and and things of that nature, I like I like the blood oranges. Um, those are probably two of my favorite flavors, if I'm not having just a regular. A, you know, a regular beer. And I, I'm not talking about a basic beer. I'm talking about, you know, um, you know, a good beer. So, um, but aside from that, man, it, it, I, I have bought some beer that I wish I hadn't bought sometimes, you know, with just too much, too many fruits in it. And that <laughs> after a while you feel like you're drinking high C or something. So, yeah. um, I've, I've kind of learned my lesson a little bit.
1: <laughs> the classic, right?
0: but anyways andy um i've i've got another beer here because i knew you were coming on so um <laughs> I, I usually drink one but my second one's pretty light so i'll probably get to it um so if you get to your, when you get to your second beer if you want to talk about it you're more than welcome to
1: all right I think i i've got like six of them out here so
0: <laughs> anytime you want to discuss one um just just kind of uh let us know so that's good so um we're to the part of the show where uh, where when somebody makes their first appearance on the podcast we we like to hear about their their journey as a Browns fan. Everybody's, you know, got a slightly different path even, you know, even if you're born or raised in Cleveland and you you know you're a third generation Browns fan, it's probably still a little bit different. So um I'm just going to turn the floor over to you and just kind of uh let you tell us about uh life as a Browns fan for you.
1: All right. Well, I've been a lifetime Browns fan. Uh, got to live in Cleveland my whole life, which I love Cleveland. Uh, my dad used to take me to games when I was a kid. Uh, I never understood what anything was going on. He never felt the need to explain to me. I was just there to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, always enjoyed it, but it wasn't really until uh, the Browns left and I was in college that I really got excited about them coming back and you know, really started getting into football passionately. Uh, and just, it's been a, uh, you know, it's been a ride. I'm a maskist, so I don't mind the pain so much. Um, been a season ticket holder since pretty much the return when I got out of college in 2002 and, uh, I'm a diehard. My wedding ring is, is orange. It's
0: so nice. So is <laughs> so that, is matter. it one of the, uh, is it one of the, uh, what do I want to say? The, uh, not the, not the rubber, but the, uh, um, the non-metal wedding rings
1: know it is a metal it's just painted on the in the inside a little bit and you could kind of customize it any color so that i got the outside is orange and on the inside it's brown
0: nice
1: so cool. pretty cool that my wife allowed so me to do uh, that <laughs>
2: yeah i was gonna say that suggests that your wife is a browns fan also
1: she says that she is but uh, let's be honest she isn't she's really not <laughs> 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 She'll go to games she, with me and, you know, she just doesn't really... She's in it for the more of the social aspect. She doesn't really she's, know
0: what's going on. She's along for the ride. Got it. Yes. Well, that, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: When we watch games together, she's pretty much on her cell phone 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
0: yeah, I understand that.
1: Um, a lot of people actually commented on the wedding ring thinking that, you know, I'm somehow being disloyal to love that i have for her by it being about the browns but uh the browns like the one thing in my life that's always been there uh has been the browns so when i met her i drew that connection and said my love for you is like the browns which is everlasting and somehow she bought that load of crap and allowed me to get a cleveland browns
0: yeah. Is. Yeah, pretty cool well, i mean if, if she's okay with it i don't see why anybody else should have an issue with it
1: you know everyone has opinions that's about right. things that are none of their business that's just the way the world works yeah yeah
0: right. you know i mean uh you know you could have decided to get a a huge a huge tattoo all over your your back that maybe she would have hated worse you know
1: that's very true
0: so hey don't think there's any problem whatsoever well well that's cool um it, it's cool you've been in cleveland your whole life and um, great that you're a. uh a supporter through being a season ticket holder that's excellent
1: love it never ever wavered in my passion for this team that's
0: that's that's good to hear because uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh the trade that happened yes you guys are ready it feels like we've been waiting for this trade to go down for about a year and a half and not, I mean, I'm joking. You know, really, we've known this trade was going to happen at some point. Um, you know, even even if even if it went into the season, we knew Baker was probably going to be traded to somebody. You know, if a quarterback went down or something. You know, we we've, we've known this since Deshaun Watson was acquired, and it's it's been a long haul. And you know, there's been a lot of uh, grappling and you know, among fan amongst fans and on Twitter and, you know, between people who support Baker and people who can't wait to get rid of him and, you know, people who are somewhere in between, which is, you know, probably where I find myself, you know. Um so there, there's a lot of ways to look at this trade, but I guess the first way we should look at it is the actual trade and how it lines up with what you guys thought was actually going to happen as far as the the spot where where he landed and the actual compensation. So, so Jeff, you haven't had a chance to talk much yet. We'll we'll kick it off with you. So, um, so let me go through what what actually happened here, which I know everybody knows it, but we'll, I'll I'll just say it anyways. The, um, Baker goes to Carolina for a 2024 conditional pick, which is a fourth or a fifth rounder. Um, that becomes a fourth rounder if Baker plays 70% of the snaps this season. So if, if he's the starter and you know uh, stays healthy. so um, And the Browns are picking up 10.5 million of his contract. The Panthers are picking up 4.85 and Baker's picking up 3.5. Yeah. So uh, So Jeff, your thoughts on the actual trade?
2: Well, I guess I'll start out by saying I wouldn't plan on using that fourth rounder. Um, I think it's probably going to end up conveying it's a fifth rounder. Um, in terms of the trade itself, um, I'm a little surprised at the timing from our perspective. Not really from Carolina's perspective, but I think you know they have every reason to to get the deal done before the start of camp. And get him in the building and, and learning the system and everything so mm-hmm. I'm sure there was some urgency on their part I, I'm surprised that there was as much urgency on our part to make a deal happen I, I kind of thought this might you know take a little bit longer um, and, and you know that we would find partners that were in more of a need um, that, that would be willing to offer us more but at some point you knew the team was going to have to just cut bait um, and, and take whatever deal was out there. So, you know, a little bit of cap relief helps. Um, the fifth rounder, you know, we we know that Andrew Barry's pretty good with late round draft picks. So hopefully, you know, that turns into somebody that contributes down the road. But I think ultimately this was really just about the fresh start for Baker and you know getting him out of our building and and off our minds and you know allowing the Browns organization to focus on. The start of training camp and you know w- what we're going to be doing this season
0: um with our with our new quarterback room yeah so what are your thoughts andy as far as the actual trade and, and the compensation
1: yeah i think jeff you hit that out of the park for the most part um you know obviously it's like I guess a little disappointing that it's just a fifth round pick i know there's talk maybe it'll be a third round pick um ultimately, I just think there weren't, you know, it was Carolina or nobody. Um, I think the bigger part of this trade is the cap relief, because you know, we are going to be very quickly approaching cap hell with all these big contracts we've been paying out. So I'm really happy that we got uh, what $9 million that we can put towards future uh, savings. So yeah, it was over
0: eight. Yeah, over eight mil.
1: Yeah. So I think that's like the bigger part of the trade for me. I don't think I'm too concerned whether it's a fourth round or a fifth round pick, obviously that helps, but mainly the Browns team is is going to be set by 2024. You would hope so. We're going to need to keep building for the future, but um, we really need to be able to keep our cap uh, steady. So I'm glad we got a little bit of relief there.
2: Just looking at the, the cap numbers, Rod, um, you know, we, we know that the, Bulk of our cap space right now is going to have to roll over into next year. So what mm. this did from a cap perspective, I think, was give us a little bit of breathing room this year to add a player or two that we probably wouldn't have been able to do, uh, even though it looks like we have a lot of cap space. With it all going over into next year, it really wasn't a lot of flexibility. So this trade, or yeah, this just getting some of his money off the books gives us a little bit of flexibility to go out and add guys
0: yeah and i you know in my mind i thought best case was that the browns were would maybe get somebody to take half of his salary and and they kind of came close to that you know mm-hmm. obviously the panthers aren't doing it but between the panthers and baker there they came pretty close and i think to the i think the draft pick was just kind of you know, whatever they could get, it was really all about the salary. So for them to to, to yes. get a fifth and possible fourth, eh, you know, great, great. You know, it's it's a right. It's an, another roll of the dice. So um, yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I got to say, I mean, um, you just don't know what'll happen, and there isn't a huge difference between a fifth and a fourth, really. You know, depending on you know who who happens to fall and all that stuff, but uh B- baker playing 70 percent of the snaps isn't out of the question because you don't know what's going to happen as far as who wins the job um you know it could be he or darnold and you don't know what's going to happen with injuries you know it, even if darnold wins the job and, and you know goes down then there's there's a chance baker you know plays a lot so um you know there's a couple ways that they that he could get to 70 percent of the snaps and get the you know get the browns that fourth rounder but it's not worth worrying about <laughs> going from fifth to fourth rounder. So, um,
2: Beh- behind their offensive line, I think, um, neither one of those guys has a high probability of playing 70% of the snaps.
0: Well, you could be right um, there. They, you, maybe the, yeah, they might be, um, right spot where nobody plays more than 50% of the snaps.
2: <laughs> so, you know, um, I mean, that was my reason for saying I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on the fourth rounders that, you know, I, I think they're going to probably be splitting time um, between guys getting hammered. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, we also don't know where Carolina is going to finish. So if if they have another bad season, um, that fourth rounder could potentially be a high fourth rounder, which is now a top 100 player. So right. right. Yeah, just just seeing how it all plays out. This, you know, in in the rearview mirror, a year or two down the road, this could look a lot better than maybe it looks right now.
0: Yeah, and, and you know how Browns fans are. It, it, it'll be interesting to see who the player is taken with that pick because people are going to have their eye on that guy, <laughs> it, just because of it being the Baker pick. It's going to yeah. be it's going to be very comical guys it just does right. it doesn't matter if it's the our third strength center or you know or uh, or uh, the number six wide receiver <laughs> or, or what it is uh, people are going to just be watching that guy to decide you know if this was a good trade or not
2: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> but um that you know that'll be fun so um, I, I really don't know what to think about uh, Baker versus versus Darnold, but I think you have a good point, Jeff. Um, those guys are going to have a rough time staying healthy down there behind the behind the line. So um, let let's just talk about Baker in retrospect. I mean, you know, he everybody's ready to to get rid of him, okay? Um, because of what's happened and because of where the Browns stand right now there's just there was no way he was going to play for the Browns again but what are you guys going to remember about Baker um Andy I'll let you I'll let you kick that off um you know five years down the line um as far as me you know as far as things go for me I'm not going to think about the exit I'm going to think about the games Baker played and things like that so so what's going to come to mind for you
1: yeah, it's absolutely. A very ugly ending, obviously. Um, unfortunate. But this was one of my favorite players. I, I loved watching him in Oklahoma. was really excited when we drafted him. And then, you know, you go to that Jets game and you just feel like <laughs> all the energy as soon as he started throwing touchdowns and completing actual passes. It was like, whoa. It was such an amazing moment. Um, definitely a wild ride. I When Baker's playing well, I don't think I've had more fun watching a football player on the Browns that I can remember since I was a very little kid when it didn't mean as much to me. So I'm definitely not going to remember the exit. Um, uh, I will continue rooting for Baker. Um, Obviously not week one, but after week one. The other (laughs) weeks. Yeah. I'll be a Carolina (laughs) fan for sure. Um, And, you know, I think. It's kind of interesting. You kind of think back to like when we, the Sashi wars, which everyone loves talking about. Hopefully we have stopped talking about a little bit. Sashi like tore this team down to the studs, obviously, and it wasn't a fun job to to ask someone to do. I don't know that a lot of general managers would have been able to do as effective of a job as, as far as just gutting every talented player on the team so that we could fix what ails the Browns. Um, hmm he was the right guy for the job for maybe that two years. And then we needed an actual football evaluator, um, which is what they tried to do. I think Baker, when he comes on to a bad team, he can be that lightning rod, that spark. Um, I think he he'll do well in Carolina. I think that he'll rally a team around him that really doesn't have a lot of identity. I'm actually thinking that this is going to be a pretty successful year for Carolina. They're not going to be like, you know, world beaters or anything, but they'll be a tough out maybe. And, uh, I think it'll be good for him. I think the team will buy in, but then he probably needs to go to another team because I just feel like too much Baker is not right for a locker room ultimately.
0: Right. I could be. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. Do you, do you think that's something that he matures out of at any point in his career that he can I learn so. from somebody or not? I
1: really hope so. I think, you know, there was reports that general managers thought he needed to be humbled. Uh, Obviously, no general manager is like putting his neck on the line when you know the most the team is offering him is like backup salary uh, and a fourth round, maybe a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. They aren't confident that that's going to happen. I think there's a lot of reason for that. I think there's a lot of talk in football locker rooms about who Baker is. I think he's just it's always he's always done it his way. He's not going to listen to anyone. If you don't tell Baker what he wants to hear, I feel like you are not part of his circle. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I don't know that's something he can ever get past. Um, I know you guys were talking last week about the possibility of him going to Tampa Bay. And I thought from the beginning, that would be the perfect spot for him to force him to really just work, observe, watch what a successful team does. Unfortunately, that's not you know what he did. And I'll yeah. have to continue yeah. playing the underdog card. Um, so I don't expect that he's ever going to really grow beyond this, but I'm rooting for him. I hope he does.
0: Yeah, I just don't know. It's I, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for him, but if you were going to lay out a scenario where a guy could play for four years and you really wouldn't know what you had in a guy, <laughs> this would be it. I mean, all the changes in coaches um, and, and you know and uh, and schemes and plays and and. Uh, personnel and and then the injury in his last season um that's i still don't know what baker is all i know is he was really good for like like what six six games or more at the end of the uh 2020 season and i always wanted to believe that that's what baker was um i'm not sure if that's really what he is or not or if that's, just, or if that's just Baker when he's playing, just on fire, you know. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I thought that's what he could be for the Browns, um, and then the injury and and man, it's I I I just don't know how you get through four seasons any other way without knowing what you have in a quarterback. It's just it's just crazy. Um, but I, th- I think either way, I think, uh, you know, unless the, unless Baker had just an incredible season in you know, in 21, I think the Browns were going to address the quarterback situation any way they could because of the other talent on this roster. And I just think I think this was going to happen. So, um, Jeff, let's let's go to your thoughts on Baker.
2: Well, I, I think. The description of a lightning rod is, is pretty apropos. I mean, um, here's a guy who could light a fire or he could burn a place down. Um, Baker was emotion. motion. Um, he was overachieving. I mean, he was all the blue-collar, lunch pail-type you know, type things that, that Cleveland becomes enamored with mm-hmm. uh, that we identify with as a city. Um, so I think you know he was the right player at the right time for this organization to sort of lift us out of the quagmire and and give us someone to root for and someone for teammates to rally around. Um, but ultimately uh, you know the the bravado only takes you so far and I think Jim Donovan, summarized it really well when he said that there was just a Baker fatigue that was pervasive in the locker room. And it just, mm-hmm. it sort of wore the team down, you know, that that he does need to be the center of attention. Um, he does bring a lot of drama um, to the organization that he's, that he's with. And, you know, that that's all well and good if, if you know, if, if you can cash that check, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And but he, he but did it one
0: season,
2: yeah, yeah, unfortunately, he just he just didn't do it enough to be able to con- to convince anybody really in the league that that they could expect to see that regularly from him. Yeah. You know, so there were certainly exciting times. There were, I think, times where he excelled, where he overachieved. Um, but there just wasn't enough consistency, you know to his play. You just never knew which Baker you were going to have on a, on a you know specific series of downs even, not even from game to game. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, bad Baker would just rear his head, and the next thing you know, the, the ball's going back the other way for a touchdown. So, um, you know, I think, yes, the organization needed that type of a personality in the locker room uh, to get to a level of respectability, but he had a shelf life here, and I just think he reached that shelf life you know, where um, it just wasn't working for us anymore. Now, what that translates to him, you know, f- to for him down the road, I think it's really going to depend on the situation he's in, you know, and and how well he adapts, you know, and, and I don't think Baker is really going to be effective without that chip on his shoulder. So to you know, no. to think, to think that he's going to, you know, by being humbled, somehow become suddenly a student of the game, and work on his craft in the off season, and, and all the things that he just isn't known for doing. Um, I, I don't know that that transformation will ever happen. Um, so it's just going to be a matter of situationally, you know, it, is he put someplace where he can flourish with the skill set and and the emotion that he brings, uh, and how long can a team, you know survive with that how long can they put up with it so i just have a feeling he's going to be one of those journeyman quarterback he's a quarterbacks that you know probably has some success on and off um but i think we probably knew by you know some point in the middle of year three i think we knew that you know he wasn't going to be a long-term answer at franchise quarterback or or there would have been an extension
0: yeah, Andy, I'm going to go back to you because you saw you saw Baker play all the home games in 2020. Okay, when he had that when he had that hot streak, um, when he was playing very well. Strictly opinion, but um, very much opinion, uh, very much your opinion. But if he doesn't get hurt in 2021. What's your what's your gut feeling as to where, you know, as as to how he performs in that season, and, and to where the Browns are right now? Yeah, that's
1: that's like the million dollar question, right? What yeah, you well, sure. No, nobody knows,
0: but I'm just kind of curious as to your thought, because I mean, because because you're a season ticket holder, you saw him you saw him play in person, you know, more than you know more than a lot of people have. Sure,
1: although I must acknowledge that. Uh, <laughs> During the 2020 season, uh, I was not given the green light to go to home games, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Was able last year, but I did see gotcha. um, Baker play a lot. My seats are right behind the Browns bench, and uh, it's so fun watching them on the watching them on the game. Sometimes I'm watching them more than I'm watching the field, which is crazy. But um, <laughs> Baker is, you know, gosh, he's when things are going well, and he has the confidence. I feel like he believes he can go into any situation and you know slay that dragon but then when there are questions when there's doubt when people are talking about what he's doing and not doing i just think he gets two in his head and the game slows down and bad habits come out and inevitably that's going to happen there's never going to be a season that just continues to roll perfect um you've got to be able to, to handle adversity and i just don't know that he's the guy to to, to figure out how to do that um, okay you know like it's like watching a rookie come up in baseball and they're, they're hitting the crap out of the ball and then you know the pitchers make the adjustment and they can't do anything but strike out um i think that's baker yeah. he'll never yeah. be able to adjust his game to to take the evolution of how to continue doing what he needs to do to beat the adjustment he'll just keep doing what he knows because he's only listening to his own voice and i just don't yeah, think you can have sustained success in the nfl if
0: that's your attitude I think that's I think that's pretty accurate, and I mean that that's kind of kind of what I always wondered, um, you know, because I well I kind of wanted to know if you bought into that streak at the end of the twenty twenty season, and I you know I never knew if I should or not, you know, because we didn't we really didn't get to see him play after that without being hurt, so um, so it was just real tough to tell because quarterbacks get hot you know i mean everybody gets you know it, athletes get hot they get you know running backs um I, I think i think players just get at the top of their game sometimes i mean you, you know you mentioned baseball and it especially happens in baseball where guys are seeing the ball and it looks like a beach ball you know and guys are not going to hit 500 for their whole career but they'll do it for a couple weeks Yep. you know so um it's the same kind of thing but I tend to agree with you, um, and, and uh, I, I think if that's the case, and the Browns still have the option to pursue Deshaun Watson after you know um, after Baker has a decent season last year, I, th- I think they're still doing that.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: So, um, so yeah, the Browns, uh, and uh, we have we have talked and talked about deshaun watson and this uh you know in the suspension stuff so we're we're not going to get into that tonight because it honestly it's it's boring as hell to talk about every week it just is <laughs> <laughs> it just is okay so but the browns the browns now um you, you know there there was this question of well what if watson's out for the whole season you know would they would they make amends with Baker and would he play or or not? Well, that that's out of the question now. So now they got Deshaun Watson, who is either going to not be suspended and play the whole season, or he's going to play a part of the season, or he's not going to play at all. And then they have Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs. So how, how are you guys feeling right now? I mean, that this this whole season is resting on this decision, uh, you know, as, as to what happens with, with Watson. And, and we don't know what it's going to be. Everybody's got an opinion, but nobody knows for sure. Um, you know, it's sounding like things are turning his way, but, you know, uh, wait a week and that'll probably change. So, um, we, right now, you know, um, we're pretty much relying on Jacoby Brissett to play a number of games. And you know, for me, if that's if that's four games, six games, eh, you know, it's, it's probably okay. Um, first four games of the season are not are not the meat of the schedule. Um, but man, if we're talking eight, ten, twelve games with Jacoby Brissett, eh, yeah, yeah, kind of not real excited about that. So, so where you get where are you guys sitting right now based on the, the current quarterback room and um, what are your thoughts about if you, know, if, if you think the Browns are going to do anything or are they going to wait till, till um, they find out about the suspension or what do you think? What do you think, Jeff?
2: Yeah, I, I think they ride with Jacoby Brissett. Um, that, that's why he was brought here. Um, and really what I think it's important to keep in mind is it doesn't really matter how you're playing in September and October. It matters how you're playing in December. And that's sort of what we have to keep our eye on this season. Does the offense achieve at least a, a, a level of respectability early in the year and then continue to get better throughout the season? And if that happens and Deshaun Watson's not out the entire year, then I'd like our chances going into the playoffs. As long as we can steal enough wins based on our our defense and our kicking game and, you know, things other than the quarterback position. So I'm not worried about it. I don't think the organization's really worried about it. Um, and I think our options are pretty limited anyway. So, uh-huh. you know, I, I just, I just see us, you know, riding out the early part of the season with the backups that we have. And, you know, whenever, whenever Deshaun Watson comes back, you know, then we, we want to see it, the elephants elevate right, to, to another level.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think, Andy? You, you're not still on your first beer, are you? <laughs> uh, I am, actually. Not why I already opened my second beer. Um, I am drinking, a, a, this is called a Stone Buena Vesa Salt and Lime Lager. This is a very light beer. Um, I, nice. I got this down in Florida, actually, and just um, we bought it one of the last days we were down there so i had a few few to bring back but it's uh it's a great beer to drink on the beach so um somehow i thought that fit in tonight i'm not sure how
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice so um
1: yeah i think you know if, if the suspension is eight or less games we still let's say it's eight we still can you know if somehow jacobi can go four and four uh, i think you have that chance of Going seven and two, potentially. I don't know what it's going to take to, to make the playoffs. Could be 10 and six might be able to get you there, but I think you want to shoot for 11 wins. And uh, if it gets you to four and four, yeah. then I think you have that chance. It's going to be hard. Um, I
0: don't, I don't think 10 and well, it's 10 and seven now. So I don't 10 think 10. Yeah. I don't think 10 and seven get gets in. Uh, in the AFC, how tough it, could, it is.
1: The reason I think it could is potentially is because everyone, every team is so evenly matched. They're, you know, Everyone's going to beat up on each other. You're not going to see a bunch of well, teams. That, that's a,
0: true. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, that, like you look at theory. the. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, that's just a theory I'm saying. I mean, ultimately, who knows?
1: Twelve it might be it might take twelve and five to make the playoffs. You never know. Uh, you never know. But I like to believe. But... You never know. But I like to believe that uh, you want to aim for eleven wins to really give yourself a pretty good chance. And if we go four and four then we got to finish seven and two. And that is going to be tough, especially when you look at our schedule, even if you have, you know, your full squad. Um, Uh, Any more than that, if it's 10 games plus, then I'm pretty much just (laughs) turning off my expectations, dial down uh, a pretty good clip. And you know what? This roster is here for a long time. I have a lot of confidence in Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski. The future is bright. So um, I would still be excited to kind of give this as a year to let the roster kind of um sort of step into playing at an elite level which is Mm why playing at a consistently elite level would be fantastic and if that's all this is when he comes back eventually then then uh that'll still be fun for me anyway and we can start getting excited about the next season but i do think this suspension is going to be um yeah on the shorter trend uh i know you didn't want to talk about this but i share one story personally for me daughter of three I you know I really struggled to being excited about the Browns I thought that the right move was just to you know give picker one more year uh see what he does um Me too. yeah it, it's not a great year you know this next uh, draft class is supposed to be loaded with quarterbacks the Browns will have options um they felt they needed to upgrade the quarterback fine I did have a problem with it uh and ultimately, you know, I just didn't feel right about wearing Browns gear. <laughs> um, I have a half my closet is Browns gear, and I didn't wear, you know, anything Browns related. Uh, and then just recently, um, I'm kind of over the outrage of this whole situation. Uh-huh. Um, when that, you know, a report from Florio came out that there was not even coercion going on. Uh, what are we talking about? Like, what did this guy? do that's so bad that he should be eliminated for an entire season so i don't know for me personally the outrage is gone and i am now wearing brown's gear again and i'm proudly doing it nice <laughs> nice So i think this is going to be you know a shorter suspension ultimately we'll find out obviously and actually i don't know it could be anything it could be a year it could be indefinitely past year. I i have a very poor read on this situation because there's just so many moving parts on it but um, I do think it's going to be on the lower end if I was a betting man, which I am. That's what I would bet on. So, um, Jacoby, just come on in and play well early on, and let's have some fun this year.
0: I agree with you. I, th- I think you're on the mark with the eight games as far as, um, you know, what it might be. And if if that's what we're looking to get out of Jacoby Brissett, then then there's hope for the season. Yeah. Um, I think 11 games, you know, 11 wins does give you a good chance to make the playoffs. Um, You know, there's a lot of good teams, but man, like you look at the AFC West, they're going to, they're going to beat the crap out of each other. Those teams are all good. Um, There's no way every team in the AFC West wins 12 games. I mean, it's just not mathematically possible, you know, (laughs) so um so yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be an interesting season watching all these good teams beat each other up, and I, I think that means that more than likely eleven wins does mean a uh, playoff berth. So um, so we'll see we'll see what happens there. Um, I just I guess we'll see what happens with the length of the suspension. Um, uh, and I tend to I tend to think that what Jeff has said is probably correct, what he's been saying all along, and that's that the Browns probably don't have a lot of options. They're probably going to pretty much ride with what they have, because if it is a, a longer suspension, the Browns really are not going to have a great chance of uh, of competing, you know, for for a title, and which, which is the goal. And you know, and if you don't really think that you're playing for a Super Bowl, um, what what are you playing for? So, um, so I'm I'm definitely with you guys. So, um, one thing one thing that uh, I was going to bring up during the Baker talk, which just as as uh, as an aside, is the uh, the 2018 draft, guys. Um, I don't think most of us, uh, not me, not Jeff, and most people. We're, we're not expecting Baker to be the number one pick. Okay, a lot of us thought it would be somebody else. Um, you know, I, I you know I would have been okay with Sam Darnold. Obviously, that wasn't a good choice. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of like Josh Josh Allen at that point. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, I thought they should have taken Josh Allen, and you know they'd be winning and everything now, because I didn't think Josh Allen was the consensus number one pick. I just thought, you know, if it was me picking, I would have looked at Darnold and Allen um, over Baker. Um, but Allen had the concerns with, with the uh, screws in his elbow and stuff and, and his health. A lot of people were concerned about that and his inaccuracy. So he was not a slam dunk either. And I think Josh Allen is so good because he's had consistent coaching and everything, but with the same team, same coaches for, for this period of time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how good Josh Allen is. If the Browns picked him number one overall. So just kind of curious on your thoughts as to if the, 18 draft could be done over again and the Browns have their choice of any of those quarterbacks. Would any of it make a difference? Do you guys think? And what are your thoughts, Andy?
1: Yeah. So I really was excited about Baker at the time. Um, Like I said, I I watched Oklahoma every week because he just was such a fiery, fun guy to watch. And I was just really hoping he would be the guy I unfortunately I hated josh allen at the time uh he was not an accurate quarterback or known for accuracy so i was scared to tell of him <laughs> i am completely wrong on that one um he really cleaned up all of his issues he had early on in the league and yeah i think there's like a pretty good reason to be skeptical that that would have happened with all of the browns changes and that he would probably not be the same guy he was uh, with buffalo that's pretty much had a stable coaching staff since he got drafted yeah. But obviously, if we had to do, redo the draft, I'm drafting Josh Allen and <laughs> hoping it works. Yeah, out. just
0: because we know what he is today. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, obviously, not going with Rosen. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts, Jeff?
2: Yeah, it's it's funny because going into that draft, it, it had been hyped for several years as a super deep quarterback draft and, and everybody was excited about, you know, the Browns tanking for a franchise quarterback. And as it turns out, that was really the wrong year to need a franchise quarterback. It, just, <laughs> it was a long shot. I mean, longer than usual, you know? So, um, you know, like I said earlier, I think, I think Baker was a good fit in, in the short term. Um, you know, a lot of people wanted us to take Saquon Barkley with that first overall pick. How, how bad would that have been, (laughs) you know? So, um, I'm
0: pretty happy with the guy they got in the second round. Right. Absolutely.
2: So, um, yeah, I, I don't know that in hindsight you could have really done it any differently. Um, didn't work out like, like we hoped it would have that we would have gotten, you know, a, a 15 year franchise quarterback, but in the NFL, how often does that happen?
0: Um, doesn't happen very often, but you know what, that, that draft is still going to go down as a home run just because of Denzel Ward and Nick Chubb. Um, and and I know people are going to say that there's other guys you could take in a four over Denzel, but man, he's, he's one of the best corners in the league. Um, and, and, uh, and just having he and Nick Chubb drafted in the same class, regardless of what you got out of Baker, um, you know, which was something, um, and it, it just made it a great draft class. So, um, little shout Congrats. out to John Dorsey there. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. um, some people hated John Dorsey. Um, you know, he, he did his part here while he was here. It wasn't all good, but, um, you know, he, he played his part in getting the Browns to where they are now. Um, so it, it's been a collaborative effort amongst, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys, um, between he and, and, uh, um, Sashi, like Andy was talking earlier and, um, you know, and, um, obviously, uh, Andrew Barry <laughs> has, has done, uh, very well since he's been in. Um, I know, I know people don't want to hear about, uh, Andrew Barry at points. Um, some people are starting to come down on him for some things just because they don't like the Deshaun Watson trade. They're starting to pick apart things that he's done. But I, I, I'll take, uh, I'll take Andrew Barry as a GM. So I'm pretty happy with him. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so we talked last week uh, about um, Kareem Hunt, a possible extension and, Guys, I guess that's not happening. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's not really a surprise, but um, I guess I, I don't know. I, I really didn't read on this much. I just um, kind of heard that things kind of fell apart. So it seems as though Kareem kind of wanted this, and maybe the Browns didn't. Is that the is that the read that you guys get on this? We, yeah, either so you guys hear anything?
1: I think that. Um... You know, Andrew Berry is very, <laughs> puts in the work. He has a price in mind with all of his players. And if you know you can get a deal done, he'll get a deal done. But if Kareem Hunt came into the negotiations, wanted more than Andrew Berry's prepared to give him, uh, it's not going to work out. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to say, okay, we'll give you the money you want because we love you on the Browns.
0: Uh, um, yeah. He's not going to make an emotional decision. He, <laughs> as but, much he's as he's we love Kareem Hunt. love this, Kareem Hunt.
1: Um, So excited to see him healthy this year but yeah Yeah. we've invested a ton into a position that the league just doesn't value ultimately and uh, i'd be very skeptical of them giving him a contract that you know he's worth so um i think this will be the last year for cream a lot of browns fans seem to think we're gonna trade him i don't see that but uh unless the suspension is like for a full season um if the browns have a chance to win this year they are keeping cream hunt in my opinion
0: um, but, yeah, I, I will miss him when he is gone. Yeah, I think you're right on, on track with that. Uh, they could trade him at the suspension's a full season. But, um, I mean, he's a uh, – with him being a, a veteran, I should know this, but if he if he walks into free agency, they can get, what, a third-round pick too, right? I guess it depends. Depends on how he's classified. But, yeah, there, yeah. there, there would be some sort of compensation. There would be a compensation for him, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, um, which could be more than they get out of him in a trade, depending on, depending on what type of situation or need there is for him in the league. Um, you never know with running backs. I mean, Kareem Hunt's not just your average run of the mill running back, but, um, but he is coming off an injury and you never know what, what his value is. I mean, I think, I would think most teams would kind of see him as being in his prime right now. And he's, He's never been hurt, other than that injury last season. So I would, I would think he would have some decent value, but you know, I, I don't think he has the value that, say, a Trent Richardson had, you know, for the Colts. So. Right. Jesus. I'm trying. I'm just trying, guys. Um, <laughs> <Trent Richardson. laughs> yeah,
1: well, how we say, do- it, I want to um, say it seems to me that in the last couple of years, GMs have gotten smarter. And you're not seeing as many dumb like this year's uh, the GMs took players where they should be picked. And you didn't see as many reaches as I feel you usually do. Um, I remember uh, who's our running back that we got Houston to give us a third round pick for when Nick Chubb uh, emerged. Cannot remember who it was.
2: But Uh,
0: Ruben Ruben drones. Oh, no, it wasn't that long ago. Um, Oh, no. no, uh, Was it Duke? Duke oh Johnson, yeah. yeah, yeah. Suit, right?
1: He gave us a third round pick for Duke Johnson, who, you know, is a is
2: a solid running back, maybe. Uh, Ruben um, Drummond just played think,
0: in the nineties, didn't he,
2: Jeff? <laughs> uh, you know, it seems like just yesterday, Rod.
0: <laughs> I think it was on like a, like in the mid 90s, maybe. But yeah. They all kind of go together. I'm I'm laughing with yeah. you, trust me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know so where I that game came from. It did hey. get a to overpay Most people for, don't
1: know uh, who he is. I'm sorry, Andy. No, yeah. no, if you could get a team to overpay for Cream Hunt, I think Andrew Berry would would do that immediately. But I just I think teams are operating a little bit smarter. Analytics has sort of crept more into the league; it's more prevalent than it used to be. And I just uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna <laughs> give us the draft well, capital it would take to move him. Well, ima-
0: imagine what's in. It, I mean, Baltimore is obviously a smart smart team when it comes to player mm-hmm. you know evaluation and stuff. But imagine what a team would, uh, like Baltimore, if they're in the playoff hunt, would would have given for a guy like Kareem Hunt last season. You know, sure. assuming you know, assuming he's healthy and everything. You know, you got to figure they would have given up. Um, I would think a second or third round pick easily for Kareem. You know, when they're going through something like that, where you, where you're on your, <laughs> where you've lost all your running backs and you're, you're – literally grabbing guys out of the grocery store to come in and play for you out of retirement um you know so i it, it all depends if a situation like that arises but I, I think you're right it it depends on the suspension um the browns really don't have a lot to lose by keeping him on the roster other than other than the money um, they they can save some money by trading him. Uh, but it's what it, what is it like six mil this year i think so um, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not a huge number. No, it's not huge. So, um, let's hope, let's hope the suspension is, uh, is low enough and Watson plays enough that Kareem stays here. And, and I, I think we'd all like him to be here, but it, it, then, then you're in the same spot of the Browns got all these running backs. What are they going to do? Cause they're not going to carry these four guys forever. So, um, somebody's getting traded or cut or something. So, um, i don't know that that's the one thing it's, it's gonna be fun to watch and i feel like i say that every week is that running back room so um,
2: yeah
0: yeah so guys uh the first preseason game is uh August 12th that's um it's like just over a month away it's hard to believe we've uh, we've made it through all this offseason crap and there's actually going to be football in, in uh what about five weeks? Yeah, <laughs> everybody deserves some kind of a uh, a survivor pin or something for this Browns <laughs> off season. I think.
2: This
0: <laughs> has been a tough one. <laughs> it's been challenging. It really is. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that's pretty much all I got, guys. You guys have any Browns topics or anything else you want to bring up at this point?
1: Um. So I have a little game prepared if you guys want to play something something a little fun
0: oh we love when the guests bring topics
1: yeah this is cool yeah go ahead <laughs> all right well behind me i have three beers poured and uh, the the idea here is i'm going to say start i'm going to ask you guys a question that has 14 different answers and i'm going to chug three beers and we're going to see how many you can get right
0: 14 answers okay yes well in the time that you chug your three beers yeah I will let's see. can we use the internet? We cannot use the internet but on the, uh, you are um, I will this is an audio way. podcast, but Andy's gonna drink the beer so fast we're not gonna have time to uh, Jeff's internet not, sucks anyway, so
1: <laughs> I did just have Chipotle before I jumped on, so I'm sure I'm not going to be in peak performance here, so you'll have a little bit extra time. but okay. when I say when I say starts. I want you to name as many, since the Browns return, defensive coordinators that you can recall. There's 14
0: of them. Go. How many Browns oh, defensive gosh. coordinators? Go. Jeez, uh, many Browns Greg, Sorry, Greg go. Greg Williams. Greg
2: Williams. Greg Williams. Romeo one, Grinnell. Two. Um.
0: I can't think of any. I suck at this game.
2: Yeah, my goodness.
0: Uh, Ray Horton. Oh, uh, yeah. Who
2: was who was the long-haired guy with the big belly? Uh, oh,
0: damn. Jeez. Who's the guy from the... This, this is, is the old, than, guy, old guy from the Bears
2: of, or something. He's got a famous twin. This one is harder than about.
0: it should be. God, there's like a new one every freaking year. Yeah, I, I can hear everybody yelling answers at us.
1: Yeah. Ooh, what about the current defensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns? I'm sure you can come up with him.
2: Oh, the current one. <laughs> Jesus, I'm even drawing a blank on him right now. Two beers
0: now. Oh my God, this is embarrassing, Andy. It's been great having you on, but we're not going to be able to have you back. I'm sorry.
2: How many? How many beers have we? How many beers have you finished? One more beer to go. Oh gosh. Damn. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got.
0: Oh, it's a guy from the 49ers. Come on, Jeff. We know who the current defensive coordinator coordinator is. Uh Joe, Joe Woods. Woods. Yeah. It's, it's the off season for God's sake.
2: We're right. I know. We're right. Nobody's talked about firing Joe Woods in so long I forgot his name.
1: Yeah. All right. Who was who is Mike Petton's wrestling buddy that he that he watched wrestling with? And he brought over from Buffalo. Jeez.
2: Oh man. Don't remember that. And one a bun. Wow. Nine, okay, nine, run nine. down, run down the list.
1: Okay. We missed uh, Steve Wilkes. Okay. Louis Louis Siaki. I don't even remember him. <laughs> Apparently he was in 2016, uh, Hughes first year. You know. Jim O'Neill was the wrestling buddy. Uh, Dick Turan, you got you're close to getting Rob Ryan right. Dick Turan. I had
2: that one. Yeah, I can picture Rob Ryan. I just couldn't come up with his name. Rob okay. Ryan, yeah.
1: Mel Tucker, yeah. Todd Grantham,
2: Dave Campo, Foge Fazio, and Bob Slowick. I, so. I almost said Fauge Fazio, but I, I was afraid he was like from the Ruben Drones era. All right. Well,
1: excellent job. You got four out of uh, 14, right? And you proved that you were, in fact, not using the Internet. So I applaud you for that. We did not. Oh, my God. Nice job.
0: Thank God I came up with Joe Woods. We would have had to have signed off for the last time (laughs) if I didn't come up with Joe Woods. Exactly. You know, I did this with my wife, and she actually got
1: six out of 14, right? So Wow. Now I really yeah. feel stupid. That's a oh, joke. God. She wouldn't. She couldn't name six players in the Browns yeah. right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel horrible. Jeff always brags on me when we do Browns trivia, and I get some right. But man, uh, <laughs> defensive coordinators not my forte. Apparently, those I guys.
2: None of those guys were very had very distinguished defensive That's coordinator true.
0: careers. I think. Uh, <laughs> Good, you would remember that. Is it uh, Dick Geron who came from the Bears or something? I think. Right. I, I think he's yeah. the guy I was thinking of. I, I couldn't come up with his name, but yeah. he's, he's probably right. the only other guy I would have gotten. Yeah. So, yeah. That's when nice. I did open
1: my second beer, since you challenged me, it is a zombie dust, which uh, my parents yeah. got me for my birthday last month, and this is the last one in the fridge. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent.
0: Those are pretty good.
1: Those are
0: delicious. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Cool. Well, guys, this has been this has been fun. So, uh, while uh, while Andy drinks his last beer, I think we'll get some closing remarks, and then we'll uh, we'll get on out of here. So, uh, so we'll we'll mix it up. Jeff, do you have any any closing remarks?
2: Training camp can't get here fast enough.
0: <laughs> it's got only. I was going to look up the data. It's got to only be. Uh, uh, couple weeks away now right a week or two away yeah
2: yeah we need some we need some fresh material on the
0: podcast oh please <laughs> please anything <laughs> i mean i was so thankful for this trade because i'm like oh my god what are we going to talk about we can't talk beer for an hour can we i guess we could <laughs> <Okay. laughs> i can talk I beer saw. for an hour we could we could definitely i i've done it but yeah so i don't know that your audience would appreciate it but i could do it i've done beer podcasts um we have I'm done so. that done that um, a couple times so uh um andy we appreciate you being with us and uh people can follow you again at we'll just say can canelina manch mixer yeah people find you there and um any closing words for us
1: yeah i just this this offseason has been such a challenge uh <laughs> It just felt like something wasn't quite right all towards the end of uh, last season. Uh, you hit the off season and you're hoping, I don't know what we are hoping for moves to be made. And um, I don't know. It's just like, you just had this bad taste in your mouth that everyone was fighting. Gosh, Twitter has just been the worst this, this off season. You can't talk anything about the Browns. So I'm really happy that we, we, one of the dominoes dropped in that Baker's found a new home. Uh, thank goodness yeah. for that. And I hope within like the next week or two, the other domino will drop and we'll know what is going on with the suspension. And then we could really start to feel excited about the upcoming season. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm like, it just feels like we're in purgatory or something. (laughs) If you talk anything about the Browns, it's just like people start attacking you for (laughs) for no good reason. So I'm excited for that to happen. And uh, what training camps like three weeks away. So that'll be super exciting to get rolling on
0: that Um, uh we're gonna make it
1: i I am looking
0: forward to do all of it so we're going to make it to the season guys um it's been it's been a rocky road but we're going to get there be here before we know it so uh so andy we thank you for joining us um everybody can catch up with you on twitter and this has been the browns blitz we will catch you next time